seats. I wonder if, Rebecca, if you're here, you wrote me an email and uh, earlier on this week about the last few Sundays. Are you here, Rebecca? Would you come for... Come on up, Rebecca. Let's welcome Rebecca. This is what happens if you email me about something that happens at the... Uh, and I appreciate those of you that have emailed me about things that have happened. Um, at these services because God is working in so many ways in, in everybody's hearts that not everything that takes place on the platform ne uh, necessarily re reflects what's going on in our lives and so um, Rebecca sent me this this encouraging email and we've been saying on these evenings that the most important work that the Holy Spirit does is in your heart Thank God for the miracles and the healings that we have. Is a lady here last week who had a problem with the hand from birth and we prayed for you. Are you here? Would you come up? Come up and just see. I want to see how that's, that's doing. And also the one that's in Charles's cell. Are you here, the one that was in Charles's cell that we prayed for as well last week? If not, uh, come up. So come, come, come forward, Rebecca. So, Rebecca. God's been doing a work in your heart, hasn't he, over the, he last, over the la last couple of Sundays. Why don't you just tell people um, what you told me? So, um, last, it wasn't last week's Sunday, it was the Sunday before that, but it was on both Sundays. Um, not last week's Sunday, but the Sunday before that, when I came into church, it was a 7pm service and Bruce prayed a prayer. And as he was praying, I really felt that he hit the nail on the head with what he was saying. Um, it was just so humble and so honest. Sometimes when someone prays something, it's like they've taken the word straight from your heart. And that's how it felt. And it just, I was just crying. And he was praying about um, just that as we can't do it by ourselves as Christians, that we need God with us and that we're fallen. And that just that we need Jesus and we should come to him with humility. And I was just crying and crying because I just felt like I was in such agreement with what he was saying. And I remember as I was crying and crying, I felt a hand touch my shoulder. And I remember I looked around to see, sorry. I looked around to see if it was my mum that had touched me. And when this hand touched me, oh, thank you. When this hand touched me, I just felt so, I can't explain it, just such peace but it's a kind of peace that I can't explain. You have to feel the kind of peace. Just like everything's going to be okay. Just a reassurance. Just like, don't worry, I have you. You know when you feel down and you think you wish that somebody had you, like they understood you 100%. It was just a hand and it was a firm hand. And it was just telling me, don't worry, I have you. I'm always with you. And I remember turning around to see who touched me. And I remember looking at my mum and she was just in, she was just kind of zoned out in the spirit. She was just worshiping. And I knew that it wasn't her that touched me. And that just caused me to cry even more. Because sometimes we sit down and we think, well, I know I sit down and sometimes I think, you know, everyday life, the things that are going on around the world, we think, does, are there people that care? Or does God care about the little things? And it made me think, God cares about everything. It doesn't matter how small we think it is, all of our worries, sometimes we think, 
oh, I'm upset today, but God doesn't care about that. Maybe he's doing other stuff, and it just makes you think he does care. And every single thing we pray, even if we say something in our head, God still answers us. We don't even have to say it out loud. It can just be a thought. And God's like, I hear your thoughts, and I have you, and I care about you. And it doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter how scared you feel, how alone you feel, how upset you feel. It's not about the feeling. The fact is that God is always there. And a fact is a fact. And if the fact is that he's there, you have to ignore how you feel and know that God is always with you. And when he put his hand on my shoulder, I just felt him telling me that I am always with you. And it just comforted me. And I just think, I just love him for that. I just love him. I just know that he's always with me. And I just thank him. Well, that's <laughs> What, what you're hearing is somebody's heart being set on fire. What you're hearing, you're hearing God touching somebody on the inside. And, and, and this is a great work of God. And God wants to do a similar work in all of our lives. God works from the inside out. Father, we thank you for Rebecca. We thank you for the work that you're doing, Holy Spirit, in her lives. And Lord, what you're doing in her, you want to do in all of our lives, in your own special way, in each of us as individuals. So we bless your work in Rebecca's heart, Lord. We thank you for your assurance and your blessing that rests upon her. And Lord, as we have heard her heart opened to you, so we take encouragement also to open our hearts to you. We want a touch of your love in our innermost being, in Jesus' name. Thanks for sharing, Rebecca. Really appreciate that. Hi. How are you doing? Remind everyone of your name. Nozipo. Nozipo. Yeah. And um, last week, um, God just gave me a signal by sort of touching my hand. I felt that God wanted to touch people in their hands. And a number of people came forward and they prayed for you. And I was just wondering how things were going because when we prayed that evening, well, what, what happened that evening and how are things today? Um, things are okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. But um, have, did things change? Um, well, this week, um, just, um, how do I explain it? It's like feeling was coming back on my, my um, hand here, and I felt feeling coming back on here as well. Tell people, what, what, what were you born? What was the problem? Uh, I was just born like that. <laughs> what were you born like? Because someone new here tonight, oh, um, so yeah. I was born with a weak hand. With a weak hand. Yeah. And so when we prayed for you last Sunday, did you do something for the first time? Yeah. I, well, I don't know if I can do it today, but oh, last... I do this, yeah. And that was the first time you'd ever yeah. done that in your life? Uh, well, or I've tried before. You've tried before. Yeah. Have you been able to do it before? No, not really. No. Well, let, let's, just, let's just pray again, because God, God's doing something, and he's continuing through the... Right. Well, well, yeah. All right. Sorry. Well, we know God's done something, and God, and He hasn't finished because He was doing something during the week. You've said, so we're just going to agree and keep praying. We just keep believing that what God started, He'll continue. Father, we thank you for this precious life. We thank you for the healing that's already happened and the improvement that took place last Sunday, and the improvement that's being taking place over this week. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, again. We ask that you will increase your healing power 
in this arm and this hand. Lord, we pray that you will heal this arm and this hand and that you will make it stronger even than the right arm and the hand by the work of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, we release your healing power. Just feel that. Let's move it and see. Yeah? You can feel it getting... Yeah, there's strength coming back. Strength is yeah. coming back. Great. Yeah, the whole week. Yeah, I've been like, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry, the strength. But I'm not doing anything. I just, you just feel strength. Feel strength. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> well, that's great. It's well, not heat or anything, but it's just. It's just strength. strength. I don't know. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we're standing with you for this. Thank you for coming. Now, you've been suffering from arthritis well before you should even be having, not that anybody should have it, and um, it stopped you playing football and everything. I know we prayed for you. I think you felt heat or something. There wasn't a... It got stronger. You, My wrist. Your wrist has got stronger. Yeah, in what way? Because I, I couldn't hold anything heavy. You couldn't no, hold anything heavy? No. Can you, have you been holding heavier things? Uh, yeah, like a kettle in the morning. I couldn't, oh, wow. I couldn't hold a kettle properly with one hand I had to use both hands and now it was so weak yeah now it's, it's stronger well, well, but the pain is still yeah. there though. pain is still there still Father we again as a congregation remember we, uh, we don't we don't spectate we participate and your prayers last week are the things that really helped these people it was your prayers not mine mine and yours Father we release again the work of God in this life and we pray, increase your healing power in this body. We drive out, what's it called? Uh, we drive out arthritis in Jesus' mighty name. And we release that healing power again, Father. Right from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Let the healing of Jesus come. That he might be restored. The power of God come into his body now in the name of Jesus we release the power of the Holy Spirit. Let your glory come upon him, Father, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just ask you to visit us with your healing power wherever we are right now. Wherever we are. We, we all need a healing. I need a healing from diabetes. We, there's healing in this place today, Lord. And we just connect to it. It's your healing flow comes from heaven it touches us on earth the greatest thing in the world is a healed heart but many of us also need uh, he healing in our bodies Lord so we just wait on you we ask you to come Holy Spirit in healing miracle power right where we sit pray that you'll increase your presence amongst us and your manifestation and your grace and your glory Is anybody suffering from a hip problem? Usually is, but you know, hip problems. Anyone? Wave at me. Problems in the hip areas. Would you come out? Anybody upstairs as well? You've got hip problems? No, just that lady. Ladies, yeah, come, come forward, yeah. Right where you are, just drink from the Holy Spirit right now. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. Don't get drunk on wine, the Bible says but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So right where we are, we're in a place where we can just drink in His presence. 
Holy Spirit, fill your people. Okay, should we stand in a line? Just an, a line so we can just fit everyone on. Hip problems. Father, let your healing come upon us all here today. We're not just praying for you. We're picking out individuals by the Spirit, but I'm just asking, Father, we're asking for a healing anointing to come on the congregation right now. A healing of the heart, and a healing of the mind, and a healing of, of, of the body. You came up last week, didn't you? You prayed for my hand and my, I had arthritis. So the agony in my hip had gone. I had agony in one of my hips. So how was you, we prayed for your hands because there's pain. How's it been pain, since? No pain in my hands since. You've had no pain no. since? And I went to the hospital I, because I've been going for a, to have them looking at my hips, having um, an x-ray, and he discharged me. Why? What Even he though he said the hips are still got arthritis, I was, he said to me when I walked in, he said, you're very nifty, I saw you walking around out there, What's, what are you here for? So I said, well, I've been in agony for a couple of years, and it's, I've just, we believe God's healed me. And that was last sun, Sunday? Yeah. Oh, you came up to tell us that. Well, is it Mary? Did you? Well, Mary, thank you for coming up and testifying, and we just bless you. And we bless the healing that's taken place, and we thank God the doctors have given you an okay. And we just pray, Father, that we increase that healing and that health. Let there be 100% there in Jesus' mighty name. I really appreciate you coming up and testifying. Come forward. Your name is name is precious precious yeah. you are aren't you in god's eyes and, amen. Amen. And, and what's your situation i have been having a back problem since last year um i've been going to the i need a little bit more of this of the microphone because i can't hear what you sorry i've been having a, a back problem since last year in july and have been attending a chiropractor treatment so i haven't been able to fully recover so last week on wednesday my friend took me to a ministry called Prophecy okay. Ministry yeah. Resurrection somewhere yeah. in, okay. in Croydon. Yeah, they prayed for you. He prayed for me and he said to me that what's happening to me is not physical, it's a spiritual problem. And he said that there was a, the Lord led Pastor uh, Colin Dare to pray for me when I was meant to die. So he, Sorry, he said to me that there, I was meant to die. Right. So the Lord led Pastor Colin Dyer to Our pray. pastor, yes. Colin. He's prayed for you. He prayed when for me. When did he pray for you? I didn't, because I haven't been to that ministry. My friend took me there on a Wednesday last week. All right. So what's the, so you need healing in your back? Yeah. What's your name, Precious? Precious, receive healing in the name of Jesus. Healing of the body, healing of the soul, we release into your life in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Just keep praying for a Chris. Just there. Hello. What's your name? Martha. Martha, what's your situation? My situation is I have a back pain, both sides. I was referred to the orthopedic doctor, which he said I have to hop up an operation and I refrain from it because I'm afraid because being an ex-nurse some people get through with operation and some does not get through so I refrain from it 
but my son brought me to Miami to have this operation and they did the, the scan. They say it's very bad. They say if I don't have it, I will be paralyzed. But they cost, because I'm not, don't belong to America, they charged me so much money. I wasn't able of affording to pay, so I had to come back. Right now, the pain is constantly. Most people know me here. They see sometimes I come to church with a stick, but I'm a very strong woman. I don't have the stick tonight. So. <laughs> What's your name again? Martha. Martha. It's a great name, Martha. Well, you're with friends tonight, and we're going to pray for you, aren't we? We're going to release. Right where you are, why don't you just release? You know, there's one, you can pray, but you can also release. You can speak and release. So I just want you to pray and also to speak and release healing into Martha's life right now, right where you are. We come here for God, we come here for ourselves, but we come here for one another as well, bless you. Lord, we thank you for Martha. We release healing power in the name of Jesus. Do you put your hand on her back? That's right. We release healing power. Speak to this back in the name of Jesus as a congregation. Say, be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' name. We speak to the root of this and we say, be healed in Jesus' name. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and to touch Martha right now in her body and in her back. And we pray, Lord, that you will do. You do it for free, Lord. You do it for free, Lord. Jesus paid the price for this healing. So we're coming to you and asking you, would you come, Holy Spirit, and heal Martha? Do you feel anything, Martha? Can you tell any difference? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. No, not at the moment. Are you still in pain? No, but when I came comes and but when I came up to the altar here, I was feeling slight pain. The pain goes and comes. Yeah. Especially in the night. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. And when the weather is getting very cold. Lord, we're lifting her up to you and asking you to do a work of healing. We're asking you to bring Martha right out of this, Father. We're asking for compassion and mercy to flow into her body. Lord, there's no... We pray, Lord, release healing power into Martha's body now. You called out these areas and we ask you, Lord, to release healing. In Jesus' name, let the power flow. Let the healing come. Let the flow, one on Calvary, the healing one, let it flow. In Jesus' name. Stay there a second, ladies. Some of the ministry team, just pray for Martha just back there a bit. See, I know you've been suffering from back problems, Margaret. I hope, sorry, yeah, yeah. You didn't know about that. Oh, didn't I? No, now because she came up. <laughs> Father, touch Margaret in the name of Jesus and bring healing into that hip area in Jesus' name. Lease it. It's your situation. 
Hi. Um, for the last couple of months, my hips been hurt, um, hurting me randomly when I sit at work on the office chair or when I'm driving, it will randomly start to pain and then it will stay for about 10, 20 minutes, then it will go. But even as I was driving to church, it was after I finished driving, it was hurting me, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Have you seen a doctor yet about it? No. no but we'll put, what's your first name? Nana. Nana. Lord, we, we pray right now, Lord... We ask you to touch Nana's hip in the name of Jesus. Take this pain out, whatever it is, and release her from this ailment. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed. Release that. Lord, release that anointing, we pray. I mean, can you tell now as it comes and goes? Or does it come and go? I mean, like, can you check it out now? Or? It comes and goes. It comes and goes. So, But we'll hear from you. You come back and let us know, okay? You've got hip problems? Yeah. I've got one leg slightly longer than the other. All right, so that affects... So I've, I've been walking like that for many years, and it's, okay. um, it's gradually... Sure. Uh, it's not very painful yet. But it's but not nice. It's, yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward, yeah. What's your name? Miles. Miles, we pray for you, and we ask that Lord will release his healing, anointing in your legs and your hips. We just ask you, Father, for your blessing to rest on his on his life father lift him to your throne of grace and ask that your mercy will come in Jesus mighty name Amen can I ask the gentleman in the blue shirt right at the back to the right would you mind coming up on the platform I'd like to pray for you with your hand like that just want to pray for you just while he comes up let's just spend a moment just reflecting on the Holy Spirit's work in our life you're not here by accident tonight. God is speaking to you. I've got a prophetic word I'm going to share in a few moments to release into your lives. But just connect with him. This is the Holy Spirit fire service. Just ask him, Lord, do a work of fire in my heart. Let the burning passion of Jesus be in our hearts tonight. Lord, burn out that which is not you. Do a deep, deep work. Lord, release your grace into our lives. Do a miracle on the inside. Come on over. Um, uh, can I ask your name? Thomas. Thomas, where are you from? From Poland. Ah, and are you visiting London in KT? How, what's... Uh, yeah, actually, yes, I, li I live in London. Yeah, what do you do for a living? Uh, actually, uh, I, I work as a chef and... Uh, I work for some catering company in the like, front of the house. But I, I come back to London. I was away for half an year. I, I, I used to work in Dorset from end of July till end of September. How long have you been a Christian? A long time. A long time. A long time. So what's your first name? I ask people name. Thomas. 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 Actually, yeah. uh, when you call to people, come to the front, uh, pray for the hips. Actually, I had, I had problem in uh, my right hip, but I was shy to come to the front. Right. And you called me, so wow. Okay, well. <laughs> must be God. <laughs> well, I wondered why I'd called you, because I didn't know, and that, that must be part of it. So we'll, we'll pray for you, Thomas, and I think there may be something else. Father, thank you that you love shy people too. We thank you for Thomas's life, and we just pray, Lord, 
that you'll bring that healing, that healing into him right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, release your anointing, Lord. Release your anointing on this. It's more than a healing anointing, Thomas. It's upon you. Thomas, do you, do you have, is your grandfather still alive? Or grandfather? Do you still have a grandfather? No, no, they died both grandfathers, yeah. Were they Christians or in the ministry or anything? Um, my mum and my dad are Christians. Yeah. They're living in Poland. But yeah. your grandparents? Your grandfathers? Uh, I don't think so. Only my grandmom was Christian, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I'm getting, I don't know why I'm, I'm getting something about that for you. I don't know why. Maybe it's nothing. I just, I just saw some. I don't know. I, I felt. I thought I saw ministers in your that you come that that some ancestors were ministers or pastors or something in in the past. But are you aware of that? Uh, and no. no. Actually, yeah, my my auntie is uh, one of the leader in the church. Okay. In Poland, and my my uncle as well. Your uncle, so there. Yeah, yeah, he's very yeah. strong in the church. Yeah. I think it might go. Of, I th- I, all right, I'm just gonna. I think I think that's good, but I think it might go a bit further back. I, I, and, and maybe maybe people don't even know, but I just see in the spirit. I believe, and I might be wrong, but I believe I can see back in some generation, and I think it's. A great great grandfather, or it might be even further back. I see, when I saw it, I see an ancestor of yours who is like a grandfather, great grandfather, great great, I don't know, I can't see how far. And I see upon him, there was a mantle upon him, and God greatly used him. Don't know what church he was in or what he was doing, but he was a very strong Christian minister, and there was power on him. And there was a great prayer life on him. And I believe that he sought God for his generations. Maybe your uncle and aunt are part of that. I don't know. I can only share what I see. But I believe that something of what he prayed is coming upon your life. That like um, an earlier generation's prayer. I mean, I don't know about you, but I pray for my generations. I mean, let me just pause for a second. I hope you pray for your generations. Because I don't just pray for my children, I pray for, I'm already praying for their children, well, my son's children, and theirs. Because I think, wouldn't it be awful for what God's doing in our generation not to be passed on? You know, I don't, I don't want to be watching from heaven and seeing my great, 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 great grandchild not even knowing the Lord, or being in some false religion. And one of the things that, I don't know about you, one of the things that really moves me is when I look at nations that had a strong Christian history and I think about them, I think of like North Africa, areas of North Africa that was some of the strongest Christian churches and ministries in the early centuries. And I, I look at that, I look at the, I think of those Christians back then, 200, 300, 400, 500 AD, yeah? Strong Christians and their descendants are bowing the knee to something other than Christ. And that concerns me and I pray about that. And I think, I don't know how it works in heaven, but they must be looking down and thinking, how many generations and how many hundreds of years must our offspring be in chains to false religion? When, God, will you visit my generations? And so I do, you know, we sang the hymn earlier. It's not just who we are today, 
we're a product of something that took place in the past. This church that we, we, we are in was, was a church plant from Kensington. When they started building here, it was a pig farm area, and they started to build, and in a church in Kensington, a Presbyterian church, said, who will reach these new people? And they wept before the Lord in a prayer meeting, and in one night raised the money to put the down payment on to build this Horbury Chapel that's Kensington Chapel. So we're sitting, we're sitting in a place that was born in tears and prayer. It's important to connect with the past. Important. And so I just feel, believe that there's that. I can't explain anymore, and I can't even prove that this is true. If you ever find out, if you speak to your uncle and aunt next, just say, hey, did we have, do you know of anybody? In a, and maybe we'll, God will grant us. But if not, I just want to release that blessing. Father, I thank you for Thomas's life, and I thank you that he's not a doubting Thomas. He's a believing Thomas, and that his heart is close to your heart. And God, God sees your heart. And God sees the purity of your motivations. And there you are steadily following him, loving the Lord. And God has singled you out for special grace. God's going to visit you with special grace. And I release into your life a new era of experiences with God. I release the giftings of God and that which I believe to be in your ancestors' prayers. And that which is back in the line that has been prayed for, I release upon your life. I, we connect, I believe, with the prayers of the past and say, Lord, hear those prayers paid, pray, prayed many times and many years ago by his ancestors and release them into Thomas's life. Let the fruit come. And let that ancestor in heaven be told, those prayers you prayed are now coming upon your descendant Thomas. Let that visitation come and use him as you want to use him. Use him in the ministry as well as in the kitchen, Lord. You've given him gifts, culinary, but Lord, you've also given him gifts of God. Use him in the ministry. Gifts of the Spirit, healing hands. God will use you to bring healing to many, many people. God's going to use you. He's going to put healing in your hands. You're going to pray for the sick and you'll have a special anointing. And who knows the doors will open up for you, Thomas. But this is just the beginning of the things of the Spirit. But the timing has come for you, says the Lord. And the prayers that were prayed are now being answered. And the anointing is for this time. So I open up new doors for you, says the Lord. I open up new paths for you, says the Lord. Wait and see. Wait and see my plan for you unfold, for it is a great, powerful plan. And it is a plan that even deep in your heart you yearn for. And the Lord says, I bring those yearnings to the fore. I bring them out. I manifest them. And I put my hand, my anointing on my servant, says the Lord. And uh, you needed healing for your hip. And the Lord says, you have submitted to me. And where Jacob, when he submitted to him, Jacob had that thing happened to his hip and that's a sign not that you've struggled with God because you're an obedient son but just that which happened to you linked to that which is happening tonight and the fact that the hips were called God is saying that you are in submission to him and that you are Israel a prince with God and that God's going to use you Thomas he's going to use you very powerful we will watch this space in Jesus' name.
You know, tears are the most wonderful thing in the world. That's what I've decided, tears. I'm writing my book on James, and uh, I'm just going through James 4, and pray for me. I've got a deadline, I have to finish it by the end of this month. And I'm going to James, and James is being very strong with those that are being very fleshly. And he's saying, come on, return to God, and God will return to you. Humble yourself, and God will lift you up. He's calling them to repentance. But what James is doing is he's calling them to a change in their heart. It's not just stop being bad, it's let God into your heart. And one of the things that he says is he he calls upon them and he says, weep. Weep and be sorrowful. And if you read that wrongly, it sounds like a really heavy legalistic thing where, like if I was preaching, I would preach so hard against Sin that you would feel so guilty, so bad, so rotten by the end, by the time I've finished with you. Has anybody ever heard a preacher like that? I've been under preachers like that, not here. I make you feel so bad and I hit you, I become the law and I make you feel so. Then I make an altar call, whereas if you don't come, you must be in gross sin. And then you come down feeling so bad and you're crying and weeping because. God doesn't love you and you're under judgment and you don't want to go to hell because the preacher just told you you're going. That is not what James is talking about. James James has already said, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And then when he says weep and mourn, he says when God comes close, you see, when God comes close to you, and this will add, when God comes close to you, as I read in James, two things happen. Firstly, he gives you his assurance and his love. But then secondly, he reveals to you your real state. And so you think of someone like uh, Isaiah chapter 6. And he's merrily going on prophesy, well, prophesying and things like that. And he's going on his life. And then all of a sudden, God turns up. And what does he say? He says, woe unto me. For I am undone. You know, we need to be undone. Some of us are like my old football boots. I used to come back from playing football for, for Ripon City. And I, had a great, I have a great mum. And I would just leave the muddied boots there. And what she always complained about was not the mud, but how I tied the knot. And she couldn't, and it was so hard for her to undo. Sometimes we're like that knot. We're tightly knotted. Do you know what? God wants to undo us. And have you ever had a shoe where you tried to, and when you eventually undo the knot, it's lovely, isn't it? You can put your foot in it. You can use it. But while that shoe is knotted, it can't be used. And it's all tight and knotted. And when Isaiah, when the presence of the Lord came, Isaiah thought, oh my God, I'm undone. Why? Because who God was showed up who he was. And God's infinite immortality and greatness and holiness revealed his sinfulness. Oh my God, I'm undone. Woe is me. But thank God, God gave him a coal of fire to cleanse him. And this was after after he'd been called into the ministry, so he knew God loved him. Think about Peter that time when Jesus said, cast your nets on the other side. And they did. And Peter was suddenly aware of being in the presence of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He had been before him, he was in his presence before, but this was the moment where the penny dropped. He went, 
All right. Stay, stay away, Lord. I'm a sinful man. A sinful man. God comes in assurance. And you see, he can only really deal with us when, we, when we're assured. Let me come to the passage God gave for me to you today, and then I'll come back to the second bit of being undone again, because this is the way it seems to be prophetically coming. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. If you're new here, don't have a pulpit here. It's not for your benefit, it's for my benefit. If I have a pulpit here, I am in danger of going into teaching, preaching mode, and that's not the agenda for the Holy Spirit. So if I take the uh, pulpit away, it reminds me to move in the prophetic. So... Romans 8.31 is what God gave for me, for you here today and the hundred or so that are on the internet. This is for you. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen, who is even at the right hand of the God, right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Say after me, Jesus is praying for me. Say, Jesus is praying for me right now. Isn't that wonderful? Hebrews 7 says he lives evermore to pray for you. Isn't that wonderful? Three years of ministry on earth, 2,000 years praying for his church. Someone's praying for you. Jesus is praying for you before the Father and his prayers are being heard. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it's written for your sake we are killed all day long we're counted as sheep for the slaughter yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, what should we say? If God be for us, who can be against us? This is what God wants you to know. He is for you. He is your greatest supporter. He wants to do things in your heart. He wants to change you. He wants to purify you. He wants to heal you. He wants to mature you. Remember, God's highest agenda in your life is to heal your heart. More than your body, and we've been praying for that, more than, your, more than giving you breakthrough in your circumstances. All those things are important, but they're secondary. The most important thing is the work of the Holy Spirit in a human being's heart. It's the most important thing to him. And you know what? If you understand, it's the most important thing to you. Because if you are right on the inside, then nothing on the outside can dominate you. When you know that God is for you and completely with you, then you know that nothing can separate you from his love. It speaks about the fact that Jesus died for you. It speaks about the fact that he prays for you. And then it looks at this list. 
Who can separate us from the love of God? And these are the sort of things that you might think might separate you from God or His grace. Tribulation or distress. You know, it's difficult, isn't it, when we go through distressing times, tribulation times. When I think of some of the people that we prayed for, we're hoping they're being healed, and we'll hear from them later, maybe. But when you think of what some of these people are going through on the platform, and some of you out there in the pain, you know, if you're healthy here tonight, thank God for your health. But also spare a thought for people that are in pain right now. For those that may be watching on the internet, watching, maybe they couldn't come here tonight because they're, they're ill. We spare a thought and a prayer for them. And can, and, but others of you might be in distress right now. Maybe you're only here tonight because you've got nowhere else to go. You thought, I might as well go to the seven. I'm that desperate. I'll go to the seven o'clock service. Because you're in distress, difficulty, tribulation. And sometimes when you're in that, you often think, where's God? Where's God? Has he separated himself from me? Has he forgotten me? You've prayed the prayer and you've prayed the prayer and it seems like they're heavens of brass and why isn't God answered? And all these things are common to us in experiencing. Can these things separate us from the love of God, tribulation or distress? No, they can't. The love of God remains. And in distress and tribulation, that's where we need to connect with the Holy Spirit more than ever. Tribulation and distress can drive you away from God, but it can't drive God away from you. And these things are meant to drive us into God so that we can come through them closer and with God doing a great work in our heart. What about persecution? What about, I believe there's people in this place today who are persecuted by their family for being a Christian. Is there anybody here and, you're persec and you want to own it and you're persecuted, your, your, your family persecute you quite severely for, for anybody else. I want you to stand right where you are. Don't be shy. We're going to pray for you. We're standing with you. Those that are persecuted by their families, stand right now. Just stand. And those that are just by them, if they're ladies, ladies do it. If it's men, men do it. Those that are just by them, just want you to rest a hand on them, on behalf of the congregation. Make sure everybody's pray got a hand raised. Persecution from your own family is a horrendous thing. Not that I've experienced, but I, I know people that have. It's like having your heart ripped out. When the Savior that you love the most, someone just lay a hand. Yeah, go ahead, Stuart. When someone you love the most, Jesus, and it seems they hate the most, Jesus said that these things would happen between mother and daughter and brother and sister. It doesn't make the pain any easier. And it's difficult to walk with God. And you know, Christmas is coming. Some of you are going to be going back into that situation. And you think, God, don't you love my family? Why did you save me and not the rest of them? Well, we pray for you right now. We pray that God's love be experienced. You know, sometimes when you're when you're driven out of your family or your family don't care for you, sometimes the only person you've got is the Lord. And you tell friends, but they don't really understand because they've not been through it. And it's, sometimes it's just you and Jesus. But well, we feel for you tonight, and the Holy Spirit has called you out tonight. And you're standing tonight by an act of the Holy Spirit who says He appreciates you and your stand. 
and he brings fresh strength and affirmation. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. Lord, bless these that are persecuted, difficult family situations. Strengthen them. We also pray for their families in this congregation tonight. We lift up the families of every person standing. The mothers, the wives, sorry, the mothers, the fathers, the wives, the husbands, the daughters, the sons, the grand, the uncles, aunts, whatever it might be. We lift them. You know who they are and you're thinking of them. We lift them up before the throne of mercy and say, Lord, let there be a domino effect. Let there be a, that's how I hear a prayer line, we pray for a domino effect. You know, one domino goes in the whole thing. We pray for a visitation of the Holy Spirit upon these families. We pray for a move of God amongst these families. We ask you, Lord, for mercy. You can turn a heart in a moment. We pray that each one of these families, that you will put them in situations that will bring them to you. Whatever it takes, Lord, whatever the circumstance to bring these family members to you, do it. We know what we're praying. It's a powerful prayer. Whatever it takes, whether it be life or death or circumstance, whatever it takes, we ask you, Father, to release the Holy Spirit into these families, signified here today, and those of you at home in the internet, you're, you're there too. We, we receive it. Whatever it takes, bring these family members and let there be some great testimonies or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. I believe there's some people, it says it's peril or sword. There's some people here, and you've experienced physical violence. I don't know what that could mean, anything. Maybe you were mugged. Maybe you've experienced it in a family situation, or a relationship. You've experienced physical violence violence, peril or sword and you're struggling with that because you're like how could God allow that to happen to me and you're like if God allowed that to happen to me how do I know he's with me in the future, I thought he was my protector is there anybody here that owns that yeah you stand too some of you may own it and not want to stand, but you own that. Stand where you are. Anybody else? I'm not going to get everybody around to pray for you. I just want to just notice you and pray. Physical violence. Can that separate you from the love of God? It might make you feel like, where's God? But the only thing we can do is pray for God to reveal himself to you in a healing way. Because we can't, can't explain this. God has to impart this. So we pray for those here and with us on the internet. Whenever I say those here, you on the internet, you know it's you too. So I don't have to keep saying that because it's not a TV show. Father, we pray for those who have experienced physical violence. And it's like, where's God? Okay. That can't separate them, you, them from the love of God. But it can feel like it. Paul is using these words because these are the words and the situations that could feel like it. It's like, hey, these are the sort of things you would think would separate you, but it can't. Therefore, Holy Spirit, those that have been... so, We pray for healing. We pray for healing in their hearts. 
We pray for a healing in their lives and in their memories. Healing in the memory, Lord. Healing in the hearts and the minds. Lord, we, we ask you to help them forgive those. They didn't even know what they were doing. Lord, no one was more physically abused than you, Jesus. So you know what they feel that people like myself don't. You know, because you know what it's to be battered. You know what it is to be spat at. You know what it is to be abused. You know what it is to be whipped. You know what it is to be nailed. You know what it is to be mocked. You, there, nobody's been abused more than you, Lord. And that's why you're the healer of those that were abused. So release your healing, anointing, Holy Spirit, the encourager, the healer. Come into every life that is still suffering from these things and let there be a healing anointing upon them. Because you said that yet in all these things we're more than conquerors. So we've been praying for people who uh, have been in tribulation, you're in tribulation or distress, or persecution, maybe famine or nakedness, maybe poverty, and you're really struggling financially, you're here, or peril, physical violence, sword. And then he says, yet in all these things, he doesn't say, now hear me, he doesn't say, yet in all these things, we are victims, even though you are victims. I'm not saying you're not victims. But he doesn't say, Yet in all these things we are victims. He says, yet in all these things we are conquerors. Now what does that mean? It's not, you know, when we often quote this verse, we're more than conquerors. Through him, everybody does a sort of Holy Ghost jig, don't they? And amen, and they don't realize the context of what, of what we've just been ministering. They don't realize the tribulation, the distress, the persecution, the famine, the nakedness, the peril, the sword. That's what he's talking about. Most conference, Pentecostal conferences, they quote this. They think more than conquerors. Amen. Bring me my Jaguar, XJ, whatever. Amen. Give me my million pounds. It's not that context at all, is it? Suffering people. But we are conquerors. But not by ourselves. Through Him who loved us. That's through the Holy Spirit who wants to do a great work in our lives. Bring us out hole on the inside and then he moves on and and you can keep praying for those people that are standing but if you want to sit you can sit too for I am persuaded that neither death nor life now right at the end of this he's going to say can separate us from the love of God. death nor life do you know what if you're a believer here tonight when you die when you die it'll be a blessed moment because you won't be separated from the love of God. I think some, even Christians, some people fear death. They think, oh, it's going to be awful. I'm going to die and, and then I won't know where I am and it'll be cold and dark. On the contrary, your, uh, death for the Christian is simply the separation of body from the spirit. That's all it is. Separation from the body of the spirit. Your body's going to be raised one day. No, it can't separate you. At the moment, somebody was saying, Miles Monroe, that great minister of God who died recently, I heard a reports of people, uh, that somebody saw an angel in the spirit carrying his, him away over that plane crash. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, I don't know if the person saw it, but it certainly happens. Death or life. Nothing in death and nothing in life can separate you from God. Nothing you can do can separate you from God. 
It's not about you, it's about God. God is for you. God loves you. Get that right. Stop doubting God. Stop wondering. He is your father. He adopted you and he adopted you forever. It's a permanent adoption. I was adopted at three months old. I was born. My mother was a 15-year-old single girl in, uh, just outside Durham. I was born in Queen Victoria Hospital, Christmas Day, 1968. And three months later, I was adopted by my mother and father, who my father was a lecturer at Durham University, and my mother a teacher, and they adopted me. And there's a whole story about that. But when they adopted me, they didn't adopt me with a caveat. They didn't get a form that says, we adopt this boy to be our child on condition that he gets good GCSEs. If he doesn't get good GCSEs, we return him to Queen Victoria Hospital where we got him, on condition that he cleans his teeth every night, on condition that he never ends up in prison, that he never uh, is a bad lad, he never does drugs, he never, there wasn't any, they just signed it. That means that I am their son for good or for bad, and it's been both. It's been good recently since I got born again. But, but it was good and it was bad. I was thinking yesterday some of the stuff that I put my mum and dad through. Well, my mum really. But then I think, yeah, but some of the good stuff I've been putting them through recently is good as well. But it wasn't on that. Now, I could, I could make them extremely angry, get disciplined. I could make them extremely sad. I could end up in prison. But you know what? They would still be my parents. Happy parents, sad parents. Grieving parents, joyful parents. Ashamed parents, proud parents. Do you think we, being as evil as we are, and you think about God when he adopted you, do you think it was on condition that? Because if it was on condition that, well then go back to Leviticus and read all those laws, because those are the conditions. No, he adopted you by grace. And so you, my friend, whether you like it or not, which you do, are in God's kingdom forever. Forever. Nothing can separate you in this life and the, or, or afterwards. No demon can get in and, and separate you from God. No sickness can. No, nothing can. No, nothing present or things to come. Nothing in your future can separate you. Don't worry about tomorrow or next year. God's got it sorted nor height, nor depth, nothing, or any created thing. Not even you, you're a created thing, aren't you? You're a thing, created thing. God's with you. Now, that's the first thing that happens when the Holy Spirit comes in power in, in his life. The Holy Spirit comes with assurance. We know that when the Holy Spirit comes, he cries out what? Abba, Father. We cry out, Abba, Father. Holy Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, from our heart where he does the work. And his spirit, Romans 8 says, his spirit testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. He is the spirit of adoption. That's the first work of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. He, he makes you born again. It's his first work. And we need to receive of his assurance. And I hope, Holy Spirit, that on these evenings, you'll bring such great assurance and experiences of love in the mind and in the heart and in the body, you'll just release love. But also there's a second work. We mentioned Peter, we mentioned Isaiah. And that is where the work of maturity comes. 
It's like, look, son, you know I love you, don't, don't you? Yes. Look, daughter, you know I love you, don't you? Yes. Okay. I need to show you some things that need to change. I need to do some things inside you. It's time for those things to go, for new things to come. It's time for the fruit to arise and the flesh to retire. Let that flesh retire. Let sense retire. And let God arise in our lives. Let's take off the filthy rags and let who we really are. The Christian life is all is a process of self-discovery, knowing who you are. Let's just stand in the presence of the Lord right now and pray to the Holy Spirit. Father, can I have the ministry team forward and the worship team ready? Father, we come in prayer. We come in prayer tonight. One of the most important parts of this evening is about to take place. If you need to leave, you can leave at any time, you know that. Lord, send your Holy Spirit with great experience of assurance into our lives. Pour the love of God in our hearts afresh. Pour out your grace. Lord, in the midst of whatever circumstance we're in, we ask you to pour your Holy Spirit into our lives to give us a glimpse of the love of God, an experience of the love of God. We pray that you will open the dark recesses of our heart and shine your light in. We pray you'll give us your soft words of comfort. Your name is Comforter, Encourager, called alongside. Holy Spirit, come into our lives, we pray. Let there be a work of power, a work of healing, a work of wholeness in every heart that's here tonight. Lord, we call upon the Holy Spirit and we invoke the name of the Holy Spirit. We call upon the love of the Holy Spirit. We call upon the assurance of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come afresh into our lives tonight. We pray that you will flood us with new experiences of knowledge that we might know how deep and how wide is the love of God. Lord, if God be for us, who can be against us? Let us know that you are for us and in us. Holy Spirit, we're asking and seeking you on these evenings. We're actually actively coming to you and saying, would you come in greater power and greater mercy and greater favor? Would you come and intervene in our lives? Don't leave us as we are, Lord. And don't leave us even at the pace that we're walking with you. Don't leave us with the experiences of the past. But come and visit us with a fresh experience. Come, Lord, we pray. Don't leave us as we are. We're asking that you will come with something that's a touch from Jesus. Lord, we want a fresh touch from you. We want you to invade our lives and our hearts. We don't want to remain as we are. We want something from heaven to come to earth. We want your kingdom to come. We want your will to be done. We want divine activities inside our hearts. I release the divine activities of God inside you, child of God. I release the divine activities of the Holy Spirit, the workings of the Spirit. I release them in your life in the name of Jesus. I release the activity and intervention of God. May God come. May God intervene in your life. May God descend. May God reveal himself to you like never before. Oh, may our hearts be open to you, Lord. Hear our prayer, O oh Father, and send the Spirit to this congregation tonight. Send the working of the Holy Spirit. Throughout this week, we ask that there will be divine interventions. Divine interventions. 
Oh, sing that. Um, just, just let that out. Just let that out. In the divine interventions, workings. Open your heart wide open right now, children. Hear the cry of the spirit. Deep calls to deep. Deep calls to deep. Draw close to him and he will draw nigh to you. The Holy Spirit's a jealous spirit. He groans for you. He desires for you. Oh Lord, put your passion in our hearts for you. Fan the flame, light the flame. Increase the burning. Oh God, come on these evenings, we pray. Come into these evenings. Call upon him while he may be found. You know, the Holy Spirit is like Jesus. So many times Jesus would have walked past somebody, but someone cried out and said, don't walk past. Don't walk past me. Holy Spirit, don't walk past us. Don't walk past this temple tonight. Don't walk past this congregation tonight. Don't walk past us. We want to stop you in your tracks, Holy Spirit. We're a broken people seeking a healing God. If you need a touch or a healing in your body or a specific prayer, we're going to give time for you to come out right now. And if you need to leave, whenever you need to leave, that's fine. But we're going to spend about 10 or 15 minutes singing some of the songs of the Spirit that we've been singing, starting with whichever one you want, you know, calling on the Spirit. We're just going to let it soak. Just let Him seal you for the rest of this coming week. Let Him just come. Just spend some time in His presence unless you need to go. Some of you need to go. Go. I understand you've got work. But some of you can just tarry a while for that final work of the Spirit this evening.